Welcome to Brightly, You Radiant Being, the show that wildly recognizes, encourages, and invests in the radiance we all carry so you can shine your brightest. Each episode, we share soul-driven advice and topics to help you live more brightly in mind, body, and spirit. Through sharing our experiences, friendship, and passions, we hope to impact you to step more brightly into yourself, inch by inch. I love it. Hi, Tracy. Hi, Amy. So (laughs) nobody else, we just talked about this off air, but um, we changed our intro. (laughs) We did. We changed our intro. I love it. Well, it's a little bit more succinct and it actually says really what we're doing. Because when when Tracy and I met, I think we got to this before the solstice. We were like, we're actually like an advice show. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but Tracy w- worked her magic and well, chief we, brilliance officer. I yeah. Humbly, yeah. We share exclamation point. <laughs> exactly. So we share soul driven advice and topics, right? So I love that, that it's soul driven advice and topics. Yeah. Just as the more and more we talk about what this show is and what we want it to be, Mm -hmm. um, that question that one, one of our OG listeners, you know, bringing up or or in my head, she keeps bringing it up. She said it once and has stayed with me, but is who is your audience? And so, you know, you magical people that are here, it's you obviously. Um, but we, we don't just, while we're really interested in personal development and friendship and all those things we, you know, we've, we've taken curiosity that we talked about, uh, we like to add a little bit of magic to it. And we kind of have a little bit of magic that we're going to bring today, right? Or at least some people think it's magic. I think it's a part of everyday life and people don't know they're doing it. Oh, I agree 100%. And I feel like, so two times ago, you were talking in the open uh, episode, you were talking about how every job that you've interviewed for, you've been offered, I have, right? Yeah. Yeah. So if you miss that episode, not every job I've applied for, (laughs) right. Just every job you've interviewed for. And then last episode talking about personal power. So I feel like the open to receiving and personal power and you mix those together and bippity boppity boo. What have you got? Oh yeah, you do baby. Or hopefully you do. Well, you just need to recognize you do. Yes, you Uh, do. (laughs) Manifestation is kind of a buzzword. You see it all over Instagram, or at least Instagram, Mm -hmm. the algorithm knows me by now. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I I just think back to even like 20, 21 years ago, Oprah talked about it, you know, see to the soul. Absolutely. Or however you say his name. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's really popular. And I think it's because people are recognizing their power. And I think it's because people want more in life, right? I think that is 100% right. So I was looking, sorry, I looked like I was looking at something else. But you know, this it is was, an audio podcast. I know we oh. record it visually, but not yeah, that's right. Thank you for always reminding me of that, Tracy. Cause I'm always like, am I ready for my close up? I'm just and staring at myself like, while you look down. So it's perfectly yeah. fine. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking to see when the secret was written and it was written, it was first written in 2006. So no, that's later than I thought it was, but there were, all, but the secret comes after legions of books that 
and yeah, people. Manifestation is not new. You know, no. people might be catching on to the buzzwords. <laughs> you might see it more because of social media. Mm-hmm. People have been actively. It's old timey. It. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. It's biblical, right? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <it's> <laughs> <biblical>. <laughs> so I gotta ask, what have you manifested lately? So thanks for asking. <laughs> you, you're glowing. I know. Why I said, I know. And I'm like, what, why'd you say, you know, I got this book. It's called E2 and it's nine energy experiments. Something, something you can do on your own by Pam Grout. It was one of those books that just like, and actually I saw the E3 book first. It popped off the shelf at me at a library. So I decided to get the first one. And it's no, there was an E3 and I have read E2. (laughs) Yeah. So what I love about E2 is it's literally, she gives you these experiments to try, but it's sort of like manifestation light, manifestation light still, you know? (laughs) So she starts you off slowly and I'm actually going through the experiments, writing my findings, taking notes. You're all doing those a field study. Look at you. <laughs> I am doing a field study. I am. So, um, so one of the things was, um, tell the universe to show you green cars, see how many green cars you can see for 24 hours. Well, let me tell you, I know all of you are like, Oh, big deal. Green cars. Oh yeah. Wait till you start seeing green cars and you'll go, I have never seen this many green cars because that's how it works. Okay. Not only am I seeing green cars and continue to see these green cars, these are electric green cars. I've seen a green semi, like it's just crazy. So then my next thing was blue butterflies. My mask had blue butterflies on it. My son has this cap. He goes, yeah, it was a wait, what is it called? It's like, yeah, they did this, this famous person. Oh, a a collab. They did this collab with this Boston Red Sox team. And there's these butterflies all over the hat. I'm like, what the, you know what I love about that? I I fully, I believe in the power of manifestation, mm -hmm. but you know, you mentioned the secret earlier, Mm -hmm. huge part of the secret is about raising your awareness, right? So Mm -hmm. when, when you're asking for these things, and we've talked about this in past episodes, you've opened your awareness up to Mm -hmm. recognize it. And so you're doing really simple experiments with concrete things that green cars exist in the world. Blue butterflies exist in the world. But when you apply it to your goals or something you really want in the world, what you're going to see are the opportunities that maybe prior you had blind spots to, right? Right. We're opening to new opportunities. And in your case, you're just going to have new discussions, a greater awareness, more powerful. And not only that, you are proving to yourself that you can, it's like you can manifest, even though of course they already exist in the world. Well, guess what? The things you want already exist in the world as well. And that's what, you know, when the secret came out, I was one of those people that because it was popular and trendy and because it was kind of frou-frou, I was like, whatever, I'm not going to read it. Mm -hmm. There's a documentary of it on Netflix now. And so finally, you know, 2020, I got that low in my need for new content that I was like, all right, fine, Netflix, you keep recommending it. That algorithm also knows me. <laughs> and finally watched it and I was like, oh, you do that. You Okay. Do that. So Tracy, it was a documentary before it was a book. So that's probably why you thought it was older than 2006 okay. because it was the, the documentary DVD, right? first. Yes. She filmed it first. 
then wrote the book. All right. But before the secret was what the bleep do we know? I love that. Yeah. That is that and that's actually on quantum mechanics. Like yes. there, there are scientists that study this, this power. But, but I think that people need to realize that manifestation is actually it is kind of quantum mechanics. It is. It is. It is sort everything of that. is energy in the world. Yes. Right? And yes. So, so about directing your attention yeah. to your influence and your power over that energy, right? And how open are you to yes. receiving it? And look at that. I tied it all together. <laughs> yeah. Oh, see how open are you to receiving that? So because even though, like you say, manifestation, everybody's like, whatever, manifestation, we all know what that is. Do you really? Do you really? And plus, because I, I kind of was the same way and I've been doing experiments for the last week on manifesting things. Um but of course, I'm going to just like go on Google and see like, what does Google have to say about it? So I started taking notes and copying and pasting and mind, body, green and this and that. And all of a sudden I was like, holy Effenheimer Schmitz, this thing is like, you could go off in a billion different directions, right? There's laws. There's like the 17 laws of the universe and the law of attraction is only like number seven, you know? So, and then there's 12 laws of this and there's, there's seven laws of attraction. So finally I just went, okay, let's just take a step back from that because I could be here for centuries. I was at a library today for something completely different. And they actually had the secret <laughs> on the shelf. You so with your awareness. <laughs> oh my gosh. I know. So I was like, let's see what they have to say. Um, not they, well, yeah, they, because she does take from a lot of different people. Yeah. But so I just thought, you know, when they actually say, what is the law of attraction? How do you manifest something in the book? The secret, they break it down to three easy steps. Ask. So obviously you need to know what you want and then you have to actually let the universe, God, source, whatever, know that this is what you want. You have to believe that you will receive, that, that it's coming to you, right? So you have to believe it and then you just have to receive it, right? So that all seems super easy. But... <laughs> When I think about manifesting, like anytime I've ever manifested something, it's been like a crazy combination of, yes, a deep desire for it, a really good feeling inside, mm -hmm. but that's sort of only in hindsight that I remember that I had that really good feeling or openness to receive and magic. Like, I don't know. I don't know what happened. So but you also took action, right? You didn't just like well, watch it go by. I did. I, I probably did take action, but I'm also, when I think about how I've manifested in the past, it's also like asking your grandma for her, you know, famous lemon bars recipe, right? She gives you the recipe and you make it. You're like, this isn't, this doesn't taste the way your lemon bars taste. Cause she didn't, because you can't do it the same way because she yeah. does add magic. I'm just going to tell you that right now. The whole now. is greater than the sum of its parts, right? right? There's also, once you put everything together, the ingredients, which includes the person making it. Like exactly. And then there's baking with love, right? Yes. And then there's baking with fresh grated ginger that you've grated underneath the new moon and you just <laughs> don't know, right? So 
also, like when you think about anything you've manifested, like, can you pinpoint how you did it? Yes, you, you, Tracy. Uh, some things more recently with what I've been learning about manifestation. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Other things in hindsight, I look back and, you know, some people call me lucky, which I am. So universe, hey, I'm not, I'm not (laughs) saying I'm not, but I also feel like what I did was manifest opportunity. And because I did some of those things naturally that are in the secret, ask, believe, receive, that when the opportunity presented itself, I was ready and I took it because, and it was mine. It was immediately mine. There was no like imposter syndrome. Like there's worry, like, you know, can I do this? And like, this is going to take responsibility and accountability to make things happen. But like, I took the opportunity and I was like, yes, thank you more, please. Right. So you took the opportunity, you seized the opportunity. Like you saw, no back up. You saw the opportunity because you took of the, the opportunity and then, yes. took it. And then, and then you took I action. I manifested this, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So for the things that I very specifically manifested and I, I don't like taking credit for it because yes, you know, I manifesting it's, it's a verb, it's, it's an action noun, right? So like there were things I, I was doing and I wanted it and I believed in magic, but at the same point, um, you know, like you're going to get what you deserve, what you're supposed to have. Right. So like sometimes when you feel like you don't deserve it, um, well, the universe doesn't give you things you're not ready for. Right. Like mm-hmm. in good things, like a, a lot of people, this is a future episode, but grief and grieving and loss that's different. So we're talking about being ready and willing to take the things that are meant for you in this world, that mm-hmm. that's what we're manifesting. Um, but so for me, it was kind of believing in that level of magic that, that good things exist for me in the world and the universe is going to co-conspire with me to make it happen. Mm-hmm. But so with it is not putting limitations or expectations on it. So instead of, I want this boy or girl I see every day on the bus, but never speak to, to fall madly in love with me and be the love of my life. And, uh, you know, instead of that, or like this specific person, why don't they love me? I want to manifest this person. Instead I say, I would like a relationship that meets my social, emotional, physical, spiritual, mental needs and goals, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's a broad blanket statement, but like I am ready for love and I want it to fill me up and, you know, meet everything that I need in this world and me them, right? Like that's a, you know, the things that every, everything involves something else, right? So when you're looking for the perfect job, you also want to make sure that not only is it your dream job, but you're their dream candidate, right? That, <laughs> right? Like well, yes. Yeah. You, so you need to think about that for everything that you, you want in your life. Yeah. But yeah. for me, so, so one of the stories, I don't know if I've told this on the show or not, but I, I did a, that manifestation, um, uh, Kundalini online course by Nicole Nardoni. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an e-course, but I did it in real time at a time. She was also kind of offering it live. So there was a Facebook support group with her for questions or to share your experiences with others. And then there's kind of a live call at the end of the journey. But otherwise I did things in my own time, YouTube videos with her, a lot of journaling exercises and really identifying what it is I want and need and, and understanding my blocks and what's getting in the way and then using kundalini yoga and other techniques to clear them and to call in, clean up my aura. But at the time, I was really unhappy with where I was living. I was renting and what had once been the perfect place for me was going downhill fast. 
in so many ways the universe was telling me get out get out now and it, it's a good enough place like the place is still standing they're successful they're fine but like I had instances uh, that were costing me money that were costing me arguments with people threats of legal action you know things like I just like everything was like this isn't your home anymore like even if you want to renew your lease I don't know if they'll they'll want you right like it was just like everything became conflict and I don't have that in my life right and it wasn't necessarily that I did anything intentionally wrong or they did anything intentionally wrong but it was just all the pests were happening things with parking things with feeling safe and secure in the home and other people weren't experiencing that right so this is in the middle or like right as I'm starting this course, I was just like, you know what, like, what are my intentions? What are my needs? What are my wants? I was like, you know what? Like, yeah, I'd like love who wouldn't like love. I'm not in a place for that right now. I everybody needs and wants money. Like, yeah, that's kind of a given like universal, just blanket statement that out there is like, what I really need is a home that meets my physical needs, my, you know, spiritual, like, like a place I can grow. So I created this statement around a home, not a house not an Italian villa, not, you know, like not somewhere with certain trees or certain gardens, but I needed to meet these needs for me. Just, yeah. I didn't state what those needs were. I just, I wanted my physical needs, how I was feeling cramped. I needed to be able to afford it obviously. So, and, uh, the third or fourth day of the class, I get a text message from a realtor that throughout six months to a year, she was trying to call me. It was a friend of a friend who heard I wanted to rent a house. And I just, I don't want to talk on the phone and, and, and they, I, I can find a house to rent on my own. I don't need a realtor for that. Right. But she texted, which is my preferred method of uh, conversation. And then like everything she offered at the time and the meeting and the meeting time, everything just flowed. So whereas my apartment at the time, wow. everything was conflict, yeah. everything in this process, Amy, within 28 days of texting her back, I mm -hmm. had closed on my house. Yeah. 28 days. That's an insane amount of time to close on a house when you're looking for one. Right. 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 I, didn't, I didn't have money for a down payment. I thought I had crap credit. She connected me to this wizard of, of a, a, a loan officer or a lender who I have since referred on to other people where he's created magic for them, right? I referred him to people who didn't use them and he's still, you know, they still got their homes or did their life. But mm -hmm. my experience helped other people manifest what they needed. But the entire time, and, and, and I love telling this story because like I pulled up to this house after she sent me the picture of it. I decided to drive there on the way home, see what it was like before a couple days before the viewing. And it just felt like my home. Like you said, like I just pulled up and I was like, oh, I'm at my house. So then we go to the viewing and I'm just like, I'm walking in my house. Right. Yeah. And then she's like, I can't let you put an offer on the first house you ever look at. <laughs> so we're going to go look at other houses. And I was just like, these, this is not my house. This, it, it doesn't even matter how much I love or don't love the other one, the energy of these houses this is not my house. Yeah. And everything worked everything in, in a, not a buyer's market. I, everything worked for me, the money that I needed materialized. People came to help. Um, I so got them to cover closing costs, like this whole thing. Yeah. This whole Do you think it came down to like, was it because you were doing all these other things with the Kundalini manifestation? Was it because you actually wrote this, this list of what you needed? It, was it a combination of everything? Like, what do you bring? What, where do you see it landing? 
so the exercises she had us do, which are just journal exercises, and some of them are similar to shadow work, and some of them are just mm-hmm. goal setting intention and knowing what you want in life. Um, th- it got me to think about things that I hadn't been thinking about. And home ownership did not seem available to me. It wasn't sure. even a consideration. Yeah. And so by posing it in that way of, I want a home that meets these needs, mm-hmm. financial was one of the ones listed that I didn't say no. Right. Like when you're looking yeah. at, like I'm in a contract to agree with her that I'm not going to look at homes with anybody else. But when I already was like, I was no longer in the mindset of I can't afford a home. And now in the mindset of this person believes I can find a house and this lender believes I'll get yeah. approved for it. And everything just started to open along the way because I didn't put barriers up. Not once after I met with her, did I say, I can't afford a house, right? Like once I put the offer in and it was accepted, I almost pulled over on the side of the road and threw up because dear God, what what did I get into? Yeah. I I talked to a few other homeowners who said they had the same thing. Oh yeah, buyer's remorse, it happens. But here's what I love. I love that you didn't put barriers up, that you were open to all this open episode, whatever, 20. Seven. Kind of like we use our life as yeah. inspiration for the show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you didn't put barriers up, but also the fact that you said, I'm, you know, that you're looking for a home, not apartment, not house, not villa. Home is actually a feeling word. Home is what you make of the place that you live for it to feel like home, right? Mm-hmm. So the fact that you use that word instead of apartment, house, townhouse, whatever other word you could have used, I feel like it opened you up to so many possibilities, but also it gave that connotation of that feeling word as well. So I love, I really love those two things, the home word, because that did not close you off to the fact that it was a house and it was for sale. And also that you were just like, anything she said, you were like, okay, let's just see what happens with this. You know what it also did? What? It put a big wall up against what I don't want. It made me really have to sit in and realize I'm not staying in this apartment. Not another another day past my lease. This is not my home. This does not meet any of my needs. Once it did, and I'm grateful for that, this is not what I want, right? Like it made me identify what I want. Yeah. And then that gave me a little bit more drive and a little bit more energy to go after what I did. I love that too, that you realized what you didn't want, but that you were also grateful for what you had, but you were done with it. Yeah. It it served its purpose. But now, like you said, in hindsight, everything in hindsight. So I think this episode actually goes up on or around the third anniversary of my buying experience. Oh, fun. Um, oh, it's about a week before we hear. Okay. Before. Okay. Um, which is just so weird to say that I've been, I've been a home yeah. for three years, right? Yeah. Um, what I've been thinking about for the past year, because it still feels like my home and, and I'm not, when people ask, is this your forever home? I was like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm open to it being that, but I'm yeah. not limitations on it because my ask to the world is it for it to meet these needs. And then that also means that I have to show up to those needs too, right? Like I now have certain financial Ooh, yeah. limitations that I can't mm-hmm. just say F it and quit my job, right? I yeah. have to be responsible yeah. with my budget. Um, if I want it to be a certain appearance or comfort or whatever for my physical needs, 
I have to maintain that. I am the steward of this home, right? So it's, it's kind of making my vibration and my energy has to match what I'm receiving or elevate to get more, right? As soon as I, as soon as my vibe and my energy and my thoughts go below what I have, I, I risk losing it, right? I risk getting less than what I want. So I, you know, it is kind of like that balance of energy for me, but what I've noticed this past year is as great as this house is and as thankful as I am to have it and how much I love about it. I actually feel like it's created opportunities for me. I never would have had otherwise for that love piece, for the spirituality piece, for those, all those other level 10 life areas. I talk about friends. Amazing. Yeah. That. I have a different future here by living here, by, by manifesting this, by receiving this yeah. would have, if I would have stayed at the apartment or chosen something else. Right. And I mean, I think that anyone can understand that, that it's almost like, yep, this is the, this is the timeline that I'm on now. I'm on the timeline where I own a house. Right. And these are the new opportunities because of that. But so not only that, but like, and something, an ask that I had, or a want that I had for my house Mm -hmm. that I hadn't specified or even really remembered that I needed or wanted until last year during the pandemic. Um, my cousin, when she bought her house, there's this tiny little park with this trail you wouldn't even know it exists. I still don't, to this day, don't know how she found it. It's, it's about a 10 minute walk from her house, but it's like this secret garden trail, foresty nature place where she does her running. It was really healing for her. And although I didn't want that park in my head, I was like, God, I wish I had this. I, I live off a major freeway, right? Like, and that was needed at the time because of my commute and, and wanting to, to decrease that. But last year I spent, you know, two to three hours a day in the woods near my house. I have exactly what she has and then some. Yeah. So like, I'm still recognizing all the different ways that manifestation has come true. Right. And then it's that gratitude piece. That's part of receiving. Yes. Yeah. Being grateful for. Oh yeah. We're going to talk a lot about that. Yeah. 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 So I thank you so much for sharing that. And I think it's super powerful and it's important for people to realize that it's not just like, Hey, I want this thing. Okay, here you go. Right. There's some thought and decisions and work that, and gratitude that goes into all of this. So part of like why I wanted to ask if you could actually see how you did it was because I did find some helpful things online for people. If say you're in a spot where you're like, that's all good for that person right now, I'm cranky and crabby about my life and I don't believe that I can receive and I'm closed off and I'm not feeling it. What are you going to, what, what, what are you going to do for me now? Right. I have a few people in my life. I'm going to call you out turn the volume up, put the kids away, pay attention, go sit in the car, go for a walk. Because the number one thing I hear from the people around me is I'm not lucky like you. Yeah. First of all, you're not going to be with that mindset. Not once I ever question my luck, my worthiness, or my ability to receive. It is right. And that, that is a huge component of it. I agree 100%. And I think that part of Wow. We store so much stuff in our body, right? Our body is actually 
sometimes we, we need to do physical things in order to get our body to just like calm the F down so that we can be more open. Um, and, and to just sort of set aside need and lack and not lucky. Okay. So you say calm down. And while I, I agree, that's kind of like the, what the physiological feeling is mm-hmm. what really happens is energy gets stuck. Right. And then we get physical or mental ailments from it. Oh, absolutely. And, and so a lot of these things yes. you're talking about just move the energy. Yes. Which allows all the positive stuff or allows your energy to go out or allows things to come in. But so the stuckness from you. Right. And I think when I'm talking about calming down, I'm talking about that anxiety that can mm-hmm. build up or all those because things. You have energy right. Be, right? Yep. Like you you do have energy stuck. Yeah. So number one, just like, and I found these even though we all know these, but this list I actually found on my mind, body green. So I just want to give that out there. But the first one thing is breathing. And if anyone here has taken any kind of meditation class or yoga class, you know, um, that it's best to breathe from your diaphragm. So you put your hand on your belly, on your tummy. And actually, when you look at little kids, this is how babies breathe. They breathe with their diaphragm. So basically we are taught to breathe mm-hmm. up here. I actually when remember we're born. a teacher telling me not to breathe so deeply into my stomach. And now when I go to do meditations and breathing things, I'm so mad because I have to consciously inhale to fill my belly and it feels awkward and weird and wrong. I'm so sorry that that happened. Whereas I have the opposite because I was young when I started taking yoga and they taught me how to do that. It just, I've been breathing through my diaphragm ever since I can remember. So breathe through your diaphragm. It just, the breath always helps center you. If you're not sure what to do and you're not into yoga yet, you know, maybe your body is still, you know, the energy's not moving. There's breath work courses. There's breath work classes, there's breath work meditations. Like you can go and do it in a group of people with a skilled leader, do it in your home with a guide in your ear. I'm betting you can look it up on YouTube for free as well. Yeah. So meditating. I know, I know maybe you don't want to hear it, but there you go. Meditating. Cause that can help. Of course you talked about like in the last episode with power, the different things you can do physically to help you feel more powerful. Well, doing things physically can also help that energy get unstuck. So any kind of movement, because you, like I said, you store things in your body, stuck energy, but also like, like your muscles have the memory of past traumas, past embarrassments, all those things you, you hold that in your body. So and that's what I like about Kundalini yoga. It's about a lot of it is about repetitive motions, right? Right. Same thing for a certain amount of minutes that correlates, you know, whether 11 minutes, 21 minutes, seven minutes, you know, it correlates to something, but it's meant to hurt to a degree. It's meant to break you because you're resetting your nervous system. You're creating new paths. You're creating new ways of being, you're shedding the old. And so that's where that, um, you know, when you asked, was it a combination? That's Uh where the Kundalini yoga part of it came in. And then you also have the mantras that mean certain things and that's Uh calling in stuff from the divine. So that's what I love about this is there's so many things out there, whether it's Tai Chi, Kundalini yoga, regular yoga, meditation, Uh 
all kind of gets tied together. Yes. It's about your connection with self and source, right? And yeah. where you think those things are, mind, body, spirit is where I go. Yeah. I love that you brought up that it's, it's, it is supposed to feel pain or uncomfortable because uncomfortable. you are building new neural pathways and new ways of thinking about things. Look, if it was like super easy, everybody be millionaires and we'd all be manifesting like, everything. You know, over. here's the thing. It's going to take work and it's whether you can decide, yes, this is work I want to do or no, this is not work that I want to do. So yes. And yeah. So for me, I, I just met with a new therapist and one of the things that I told her is like, you know, I learned in one of my first ever sessions with the therapist after telling him what's going on in my life, where I'm unhappy, what I want. He's like, okay, I've identified four areas we could work on. Where would you like to start? And I said, you know, that third one felt really abrasive and I was intentionally not going to say anything about that one. So I think that's where we should start. <laughs> not everyone is you, Tracy. And that is and what she said. And, yes. and so <laughs> if nothing changes, if nothing changes. And so, well, yeah. sometimes, yes, you do kind of have to go in a linear model or there, there is kind of a chronological things of mm-hmm. stuff you got to work out or identify or know first. Mm-hmm. I am a, a huge proponent of leaning into that discomfort of just pulling that bandaid off and getting to the source and, and getting yeah. better quick. Right. And yeah. And, and so some of the stuff, your, your blockages, it's going to open up old wounds, but the more you tend well, to it, the better, faster it'll heal. Right. Yeah. And sometimes that's why when you've been doing some, um, exercising, maybe some, some hard exercising, sometimes at the end of that, you'll cry. Like that's a release. That's a release of energy of things that you didn't even know you had stuck in you. Um, another thing that, that they said was to, before we get to gratitude, cause of course, gratitude journaling is going to come up, but before we get to that, they actually said to write down your worries. And at first I was like, Hmm, you want to put those out there? But then I went, Oh, it's way better to get them out of your head yeah, on you paper on your worries. You want to right. identify them, identify them. And then on paper, when something's on paper, it's way easier to look at it and go, Oh, wait, look at this thing. I, this is not as bad as I thought, or, Oh, I didn't think of this thing I could do. Right. We, so you just, you get it out of your brain. But also when it comes to manifestation, you have to know where you're at and, and what you need and what you want. Cause it's really easy to be like, I want $5 million and to never have to work another day. Yeah. I don't know if everybody's ener- energetic vibe matches that. And if we all got that or society would fall into the Actually, and what I would say too, is do you actually want $5 million and to never work a- again? Or do you want a sense of freedom? Yeah. And- so- what I did what once, you want. I didn't recognize it as manifestation until after the fact. And I even did it at the right time of the moon cycle in hindsight, <laughs> but I got really into bullet journaling and I, I, one of the bullet journaling things like the debt snowball technique, which I know there's a lot of different ways to do it, but that's, that's one of the images that caught, caught my eye because my debt at the time was something I was just keeping up with. And that I didn't mm-hmm. think I could ever pay off. And I felt really overwhelmed by it. And so I avoided it. Anxious avoidance, right? 
you're never going to manifest the financial abundance you need to pay it off when you're avoiding it. Right. I don't even know where I was to even be able to ask what I needed. Right. You got to look at your money or lack thereof before you want to manifest more. So I drew out in my little uh, bullet journal with like graph square pages, you know, every, every square was a hundred dollars. And for all of my different debt, I, I wrote it all out. And then on the page next to it, I wrote all the things I want to do in life or want to have, you know, and I was like, there's, how am I ever going to be able to afford a trip to Australia with this debt? How am I ever going to have a MacBook with this debt? I have to get this debt under control or I can't have these good things, right? Like it made me, and instead of being in the mindset of like, oh God, I can't do Australia, right? It, It more made me be like, this is what I have to do to get this. This is, so like my goals also had boxes of, you know, different things to save for, different things to do. So I had visual representations of both. Shortly after doing that and having this awareness of, you know, if I just had $15,000, my (laughs) life would feel manageable. No, Amy, like it wouldn't pay off all of my debt. It wouldn't. No, no. I know where this is going though. Right. I had a huge sum of money fall into my lap and Mm -hmm. somebody else in my life also needed money. And lo and behold, splitting it in half exactly, we each got exactly what we needed. I was able to pay down all that miscellaneous debt that was overwhelming me that couldn't be combined. And suddenly everything seemed to open up in the world for me. I didn't have that hanging over me. But let's say I had, let's say I had won that money. Let's say I had gotten that money that I needed. Had I not done that exercise, how quickly would I have wasted that money? So many people who Such win the lottery yeah. become uh, poorer than when before they won, right? Yeah. Because they give it away because they don't know how to manage it because they have all this excess needs and wants and all they see are other people's needs and wants. And suddenly they feel like they have a solution for it. Whereas by doing that exercise, and it was not with the intention of the universe giving me money, right? But I was able to recognize opportunities. And when the opportunity came, I was able to apply it immediately. And I knew myself before mm-hmm. the end. Once I got that check, bef- within four hours, everything was paid. That money was spent. And there were a couple of people in my life that were like, no, you should have taken a breath. And I was like, no, I knew exactly what I needed. And the universe gave it to me. Like I, I it was that intuition piece you were talking about where in hindsight, like once I got the money, it was like, thank you. Yes, more please. But like, I'm going to use this in the way that I said, so that I now feel like I can go to Australia. I now feel yeah. like I can do these other things. I now feel like I can save money. Yeah. So- I love that you wrote it down and that you wrote down both aspects that you wrote down the debt that you had. So you looked at it, you saw what it was that you needed, where you were coming from, and that you also were looking at, these are the things that I want in my life. And I need to like, deal with this before I can do that. And so you can do that with career, which we've covered at length in the past two episodes, Mm -hmm. but you can also do that with love and relationships. One of the big things with manifesting is to take a page in your notebook and write down all the qualities you want on a person. So again, Mm -hmm. don't be like, I want Justin Bieber and then describe him to a T, right? Like think hard and fast about the qualities you want. Then more about about, instead of like villa in Italy, think more about the word home and what that entails. Right. Yeah. So do it with that kind of aspect. So you write out like that, that person that would fulfill all these needs for you. And then you look at that person and you're like, well, what kind of person would they need? And of that, what do I want to be? And so then you fill that other page with the qualities of what you want. And so now you have this roadmap of not only what to be aware of on the left and look for in the world, but then on the right, what do I need to be more of and how can yeah. I be going up better, right? Yeah, I love it because it feels so much more balanced. You're not just like, give me this, give me this. You're like, 
yes. And also I will, I am going to become this, or I am becoming this thing. And when it comes to love and manifesting love in relationships, the hardest thing I've seen some of my friends go through and in their divorce, I, you know, I once had this friend that was like, but we were so perfect. We both wanted family. And I was like, you know, everything you've described of the challenges you're facing and like why you're breaking up, I don't think you define family the same. Oh, right. Use, there are so many words, love and, you know, just different ways we describe and, showing yeah. up in the world mm-hmm. and the type of life that we want, but mm-hmm. they can be represented real differently. And yeah. even if you both want a family, it really seemed like he kind of wanted that madman lifestyle of a wife who takes care of the kids. And I just show up every once in a while and I have yeah. a family, whereas you wanted like this nuclear unit that did everything together. Wow. And so, Such a difference. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah. really getting down into what those words are and how you want to feel, how you want to make someone else feel. Yeah. Yes. How you want them to make you feel that's totally different in what you're going to attract and recognize, right? Yes. It's, it's that green car versus I want to see green motorcycles, right? Right. This is, it's a powerful, it's a powerful thing. And I think people need to recognize that. What's the say? Beware of what you wish for. You will surely get it. Absolutely. Yeah. So of course, talking about like the bullet journaling and things like that, there's always gratitude in order to call in what you want. You have to be grateful for the things that you already have and to see what you already have. Right. That's that's a genuine, authentic gratefulness. So you don't have to be grateful that you have somebody that treats you like crap in your life. You don't have to be grateful for a crappy car. Right. So be grateful for the things you want. Thank you. Yes. More please. Sometimes I am grateful for the cup of coffee that I'm drinking in the morning, right? And grateful for the bird that just flew past. It can be that simple. And so I, one thing that I am going to put out there for everyone is um, I know when I use my gratitude journal, I feel so much better and I'm more open and uh, I feel like I can see the opportunities more. And I don't want to overwhelm anyone, but I think if everybody just started writing three things every day, just three things you're grateful for. Just like Tracy said, it doesn't have to be like the crappy relationship you're in, but it could be the cup of coffee you're drinking, you know, that kind of thing. I think that it would make a big difference in your life. So quickly, I just want to go over like some kind of fun kind of fun manifestation. Yeah, so you things. found, you know, through your research, you found some ways people have manifested and that they yeah. teach others. Right. So some different yeah. ways. Yeah. So what do you got? Yeah. So, uh, this one it's called, it's called a few different things, but I just like calling it the two cup method. I've heard it called the two cup method. Some people say it's dimension jumping or timeline jumping, but basically you got two glasses. All right. You got two glasses. You've got two post-it notes. One post-it note, you're going to write your current situation. I am broke and in debt, whatever your current situation is. Okay. You're going to put that post-it note on that glass. On the other post-it note, you're going to put your desired uh, situation. Your I, what? Desire to end state, right? Yes. Yep. And, and in the present tense, and 
And the mis- the mistake that I made when I first did it is I referenced the first cup, like more money than I had, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's like, no. It's like and I didn't realize you, it. You can't yeah. say I want to be debt free. You have to say I want to be fine, have financial freedom, right? right. You can't reference and the negative in, in the news. Don't ref- right. Don't reference the negative, but don't reference the other situation either. Because you're actually jumping dimensions with this two cup method. So first one is I'm broke and in debt. Second one is I have more money than I need and I feel powerful and open to receive. <laughs> so put those, <laughs> put, put both. So one post-it note goes on this glass, one glass, other post-it note on the other glass, the first glass that has the current situation, you're going to pour water into. Okay. You're going to look at that glass. You're going to say what your current situation is. You're going to pick up the second glass that has your desired end state. You're going to pour the water from the current situation glass into the desired end state glass. Then you're going to look at that glass. You're going to say your desired end state, and you're going to drink that water. And you're going to love drinking that water. And then you're going to say thank you. And then you can take that post-it note desired end state and put it in a beautiful notebook, make designs around it. Take that other post-it note from your undesirable situation and get rid of it. And that's the two cup method, basically. And I know you said, basically, you have to believe it worked. You have well, to believe it. Is okay. Working. All you of these things win the yeah. right away the next day, but a huge part of this and why I think my at least attitude and, and what I see that I've received and the opportunities I have is different than other people in my life. I have a near naive childlike sense of wonder and belief in these things. And right. That's, that's where but I find the power. Also, so what I would say is leading up to these things, do those things we were talking about before the breathing, the meditation, the moving yes. to sort of open yourself up, don't, get, don't just getting that stuck play alchemist and move right. water between glasses. You got to right. do the work. Yeah. Right. I so then another that. one that I haven't tried while well, I started trying my hand cramped up because it was just too hard. You're supposed to write your, your desired end state 55 times five days in a row. Okay. So say like, I am a millionaire 55 times, which do you know what it's like to write something? It's like school, right? I will not talk in class on the chalkboard, right? I will not talk in class on the chalkboard. Your hand cramps up, but apparently people do this. So don't type it, handwrite it. No, you have to handwrite it. And you can't be like, let me write it 10 times now and come back in a half an hour and write 10 more. You are supposed to write it 55 times. There's a brain body connection with that one. There actually is. And it's sort of the same thing with what you were talking about with getting uncomfortable, get maybe having some pain. You are developing new pathways. At the end of the five days, you have to let this go. So whether you fold it up, you put it in an envelope, you seal it, you put it away, you do something, you don't just keep looking at it and my precious it. Cause then you know. it's too needy. You can't be needy or too right. You can write for it, but you can't be like, Oh God, universe. Why hasn't this right. happened yet? So then, and this one, I think, I think, you know, he talks about it and think and grow rich, but it's actually scripting your life. And it's sort of like what you were talking about before you, you actually write down like I am, so, but you do it, you know, as if it's happening now, I'm so happy that now I have this 
lovely home that I'm living in with my beautiful family. And this is the family that I want. My partner makes me feel this way. Yes. You have to be super detailed about that one. The script is super detailed. In order to get this money, I did this. And these are the things I'm going to do with this money. I'm going to give back to, you know, the community by, by donating this money to that. So you get super specific with that. So those are just, honestly, if you Googled like manifestation techniques, you're going to find a billion of them. But like we've been saying, you have to believe it. Like you have to do the work. You have to believe it. And then you, you have to actually take some inspired action too. Right. And so I'm going to throw this in there follow the doubt. So when you have that doubt of like, Mm. so for me, I I recently had an opportunity uh, to apply for a position Mm -hmm. and I immediately had doubt with it. And then I was like, what is that about? Is it really the right time? Do I, do I, you know, like, why Mm -hmm. don't I want it? What am I worried about? And then I ended up talking it out with my boss and then with some people around me. And now I'm like, you know what? I'm I'm at least going to throw my hat into the ring, right? Like, but then when I was kind of, you know, reflecting on it, I was like, you know, you manifested this opportunity. You weren't even looking for a new position. And like, this is going to help re-engage you in your work, Right. And it's temporary. So I'm not going to have to completely abandon what I'm doing if I do get chosen for it or right. if I do apply for it. But right. I had to follow, like, had I let that seed of doubt plant and then just closed out of the opportunity, not brought it up with my boss, I would have lost, like, I wouldn't have even recognized that, hey, you, you kind of wanted this. You didn't know it because you, <laughs> yeah, but it's a super good point because I think that when we come up with against doubt, we take that as intuition you know, instead of being like, oh, I need to look at this. And what story am I telling myself about this? Right. Yeah. Why? I think, you know, with any of this stuff, like you, you have to figure out a way that works for you. Right. But you can't take what I did and try and apply it. Right. Well, you could, I mean, you could, I mean, why not have fun with it? Right. Why not do these experiments and see what works for you? But you also have to like, you can't, you can't look at these experiments and go, fine, I'll try it. It's not going to work, but I'll try it. That's not going to happen. You have to have fun with it. You have to find what works for you. Sometimes it's kind of what, what, what Tracy and I were talking about, like, that hindsight, how did I get that in my life? Like what were, what was I feeling? Give the universe a little bit of credit for how you got to where you are. Right. Right. I mean, who's Aziz Ansari? There's some comedian who talks about like, Oh, Hey buddy, how'd you meet your wife? Oh, we were both in the bath and body works line. And then we got to talking about blah, blah, blah. And he's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, wait up. Like you both had to live in the same area. You both had to have a need. You both had to park next to, or no, it was two people that had the same car and they got their cars mixed up because they parked next to each other. So all of these things that had to happen mm-hmm. to get you into your silver Jetta and then get you there that yeah. day. That's why whenever I see the signs that I ask for, the types of things that I see as signs on a license plate or on billboards or addresses or whatever, well, I know I'm probably seeing it because it means something to me and I like it. What are the literal odds that this person with this series of numbers happen to be in the same neighborhood, the same time, same location I am when this is not a part of my regular day, right? No. Like you you do to need up? to look at that. And I, I know that we've said this before. 
magic is in the world and you have to, you have to see it. You have to believe Honestly. it. Yes, you do. So what, what did I, I do with my, what, yeah. what magic is in the world? What did I do with my car? Oh, there it is. The, the universe, we, <laughs> yeah. So the universe finally said page of pentacles, which I really liked for manifestation. Part of it, not even just like what it means, but part of it is because the way the page on this card is looking at the pentacle, you know, the, the page is like holding it up, like, oh, it's, he reveres it and, and is happy that it's there and he's going to take care of it. But also the fact that it does mean literally manifestation. I know. I So I opened my book to the middle. Like I, I already knew that it had like one page with some quotes and a description. And I was like, no, no, like I'm just going to open to the part that I know. And so like in paragraph three, it started talking about manifestation. But so then I turned to the first page and it's like keyword manifestation. Right. Like a universe like, sorry, yeah. you knew I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. And it is. Supporting I mean, evidence. right. And pentacles are a lot about your resources. But typically when people first start wanting to manifest things, they are thinking of their resources, right? Money, houses, shelter, like that kind of stuff is typically what people think about when they want to well, manifest something. And what something. I like when you drew this is a page is a beginner of things. Yes. And a page is a beginner. And I feel like every time I go to manifest something, I'm a beginner at manifesting that thing, right? Even with the career stuff, I have a little bit of success behind me. So it's easy. You know, I try not to um, feel too overconfident and still mm -hmm. put in the work. But I'm constantly a beginner every time yeah. because I'm trying to, to level up. I'm trying to raise my vibe, raise my energy. Well, and remember that beginner's brain, there is no room for, um, there's no room for uh, pessimism or cynicism, right? In a beginner's brain, you are all about, how can I make this work? Like, this is really cool. So it's also about doing the practical to allow for the magical. I love that. So sort of the things that we're talking about, like journaling and meditating and things like that, and actually taking action in order to allow for the magical. Um, Amy, why, why should one manifest, right? Like, it's really easy to be like, I want a house, right? But like, what's, what's the core of manifesting? Why would I continue to do it once I get what I wanted? Are we going to talk about that next week? Maybe that is <laughs> That is a really good question. And I hadn't really, I wasn't even tying it to what we were talking about next week. But That's funny. Did. Yeah, I did, but, right? but I got to it in a different way. Like I, because I don't know. So what are we going to talk you about? You threw me off. You sorry. threw me off, Tracy. So I <laughs> no, that's ahead. okay. So uh, basically like it's openness, power, manifesting, where do those things lead for so many people? And we're, we're talking about abundance next week, right? But there's all kinds of ways to feel abundant and in a good way, not, I feel abundantly bad, but abundance can be health and wealth felt in many different ways. Yeah. Yes. So that's what we're talking about next week. I love that. Well, if this episode spoke to your soul, please share it with a friend. And if you have time, give us some love on your preferred platform with the rate review and subscribe. You can also reach out to us via Instagram and YouTube under the Brightly Podcast or via email at brightlypodcast at gmail.com. And we hope you have a bright and beautiful day. Manifest that. Yeah. <laughs>